Welcome to this new podcast series brought to you by the Electrical Safety Network. I'm Dave Austin, and I'll be hosting the programs along with Gary Gundry, technical author and trainer who brings insight from the contracting world and specialist knowledge from BS7671, the regs, and on-site guidance. Today, we look at design software, and our special guest is Spencer Henry from Modic Soft, a software house specializing in developing high-quality and easy-to-use software tools. You may know them best for their installation design tool, Electrical OM, which makes complex circuit design possible at the click of a mouse and is fully compliant with BS7671. Spencer has worked in many areas of the electrotechnical sector. He's a corporate member of the Institute for Clerks of Works and Construction Inspectorate. As the electrical expert for the Institute's technical hub, he provides advice, technical support and information to the members. He also sits on several technical committees. Here's a taster of what you'll hear. The environment makes it very, very simple for you to just easily drag and drop things into the location and how and when you need them without having to overly go into learning concepts behind CAD and, and how that all works as well. Because there's no way you could do your three-year training and then just step into a design CAD office. It, it just wouldn't work. We want to offer the software out to any colleges, any universities that provide that sort of training and we will just give you licenses. We're, we're not asking for anything for them. Could I use it on my design course? Spencer, welcome to the Electrical Safety Network. Thank you. Describe for us Electrical OM in a few words for those that are not aware of it. Yeah, so Electrical OM is a piece of software which we have out in the market, which is primarily a calculation engine uh, and a tool for designing electrical installations. Um, but we take that tool and we place it in a CAD environment. Uh, within that CAD environment, we can think of things like drawings and other information from architects and other types of software as well. Um, which also allows us to bring in golden threads of information, so information about manufacturers' devices and cable types and these sorts of things, uh, and also brings us through to certification. So we can perform whole building lifecycle management all within sort of one location. So where you previously might have been using three or four different pieces of software, uh, everything's all amalgamated into a single compliance location as such. And Gary, how useful is such software, do you think, for the for the jobbing Sparky? Or it's, it's more for the design, the bigger designer, isn't it? I mean, ideally, it would be for the larger design and consultancy. But we, the way things are going with individuals, they, they, they want to perfect the, the system. I mean, you can learn all of this from the wiring regulations. There's courses in there, but it's probably for single circuits. You know, when you start getting to bigger jobs, you know, multi-boards, multi-level flooring, you know, you can bring it all together. So, yes, I, I see that this is... The beginning of something much bigger and a better understanding. I mean, I spoke to Spencer over the, well, we know each other for, for some time now, but I, I've sensed that when you were showing me some stuff, when I'm teaching it, I can visualise it. These Try and get across a visualisation concept of, of selectivity on, on circuit breakers and other devices. Your software does it in a really good way. Very simple, very clean and very visual. I, well, I was impressed with the, the business. I mean, AFDDs are included, SPDs. You can accommodate pretty much any of the variables in a circuit. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty complex stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we, we work with a lot of manufacturers and a lot of people who work in, in very like various complex environments in terms of design. We don't hold the software only to the complex design as well. You can bring it down to very, very simple installations all the way down to small domestic. And we actually provide specific solutions for those doing small designs as well. So we, we've made the tools so they're easily accessible and easily learnable. If you haven't had much experience with CAD or these sorts of programs, the environment makes it very, very simple for you to just easily drag and drop things into the location and how and when you need them without having to overly 
really go into learning concepts behind CAD and, and how that all works as well. And I, I guess as trainees, new, new people come into the industry, this is going to become standard there, isn't it? You're very passionate about getting it into education, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. When you're learning, you need to understand the, the bare core principles. So you're going to learn all the hand calculations, how to make all those design decisions and look at the data while being able to understand how it's being calculated and why it's being calculated that way. Uh, but when you come into the working arena where you go to an employer and you start an employment with them, you're going to have to learn some form of software along the way. So a lot of the time, this is tends to be done on the job. But the way we see this is we want to offer the software out to any colleges, any universities that provide that sort of training, and then they can incorporate that sort of training within their syllabuses and how they're doing things. So when they're going to employees, they've already had exposure to using these CAD environments, they've already had exposure to using software, doing design and schematics, and, and have access to, to real-life scenarios of how a design is put together, ready for, for tender or during construction and things that then, all that vital information that goes into the safety files and the M&E files at the end of a job all produced there nicely in a package so they can understand that that real world environment that it goes to. It's going to be impossible not to, isn't it, Gary? I was just thinking the very same thing, Dave. Basically, when you learn it in your training side of things, it's, it's a simple calculation, simple circuit. And we've talked about this in other podcasts. It's very simple to do it in building blocks. But if you start at the beginning and it's strip fed into it, it wouldn't be a massive leap for, for the electrician to become a designer because there's no way you could... Be, do your three-year training and then just step into a design CAD office. It just wouldn't work. So it would be the beginning of something bigger here. So, yes, it would be something that I would see coming forward. I'm getting the young blood coming through for whom it'll almost be second nature. My concern is that little lump in the middle. And, and we encounter them because we facilitate exams online and we see how difficult they find the most basic computer operation. I mean, not even know what a browser is. So... On a scale of 1 to 10, how easy, how, how accessible is the software for someone who really does not get computers? You're always going to have to have a certain understanding of computer technology in order to actually use the physical software because it is based computer. Um, we are also producing currently a load of YouTube-style videos which shows all the basic principles and how we're using the software. And it all goes up online so it's there, available, ready. And we have a, an excellent technical support team with the company. I mean, generally, if you if you need help or you need contact or you need to go to, to someone or ask a question, uh, we're there within minutes. I mean, you, you, you phone us up. We're either answering the phone straight away or you're getting a call back very, very shortly to make sure. Without breaking any confidences, though, have, have you seen, I'm going to use the term older users working their way through it? How do they find it? Some people pick it up really, really quickly. Other people pick it up really slowly. But the support's always there. We always make sure that anyone that, that wants to use the software and has access to to the technical skills and help that they, they require to actually make it a viable solution for them to use. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you wouldn't really want to provide them a project product that they can't they can't use well, i was just thinking if you've got this expertise and all your life you've done it the long-handed way and calculators and you know you've got your spreadsheets and all whatever you want to do because you may have even transitioned to that somebody seeing this for the first time like like you demoed it to me a few months ago it's like oh my gosh is, if i had this 10 20 years ago it must be the lifesaver yeah. Well, we tend to find people when they're going from that, we actually tend to find that the first thing they want to do is they want to go through all their hand calculations and they'll actually follow you through with the software. They want to see the results happening in the same way that they're doing on the paper. And when it happens, it's like magic to them. Yeah, great. And they yeah, see love it. it. And it's does it work? I mean, would you, would you, Gary, if you, let's say you were going to design a circuit now or design an installation, would you tend to sort of sketch it out on paper to just get the feel and then turn to the software? Or could you literally jump into the software? 
I think most people would start with a, a you know, 2D drawing to sort of get the picture of the layout and you work out the cable length, put down some meters, you work out the cable sizes. Yeah, so I would do it building blocks. And there is a set sort of procedure that you follow. So if you're doing a design course, you work out your design current, then you work out your... Uh, nominal rating of your protected device, any cables and any scenarios. But all of this is built into the software, isn't it? You just, just yeah. Drag as it. you're as you're doing the design, as you're putting those things into place, you're getting that visual element. It, you, it's showing it straight away as you're building it in your head. You're seeing what you're building in your head uh, straight away. And, and things like you're saying with the you know your cable lengths and those sorts of things. We, I mean, with with the, the power of the software, because we're using that CAD environment and we're using scaled environments. As you put your cables in, you run them along your trays, your locations. It's automatically measuring all that information for you. So as you're drawing, on the fly, oh, yeah, it's oh, doing it amazing. on the fly. As you as you're putting it in, it's there. The the data's being put into the locations where you need it. So when you when you're laying out your drawing, then if you've got a distribution board which which is supplying another distribution board, and you stretch it to do with the sort of location, and it increases the length of the cable, does it increase the impedance as well? So you can work out your R one and R two values. Yeah, the software is automatically pulling that data. It places it in the in the calculation environment, and then it, it will tell you all your various impedances against that length. So if you end up moving the cable or you change the direction, then it recalculates for that that increased length and those sorts of things already in there. And where are we getting all this data from? It comes directly as you're drawing it. Yeah, so you've built it. all this in sort of for some manufacturers and British standards. Yeah, so, so you, you get manufacturer information. Is that you can yeah, update so databases? If, if, if we have various information, so we have uh, various information from manufacturers for various types of cable types as well as protected devices and other types of um, systems within electrical OM. Uh, and we also take data from obviously the British standards as well, so where you have tabulated values and those sorts of things from the back of the BS7671, that's all included within that data. Yeah, we get asked that question all the time on the committee, is w w why can't you have more data from other manufacturers about the protective devices? And the reason is, it, the book would be five times as big, wouldn't it? So, you know, if you're working directly with manufacturers to bring all that in, that's, that's, a, that's a... Well, the that's joy of it is, of course, it's dynamic. Presumably you can update those, those databases and those files at oh. any point. We, we absolutely do. So we often get requests for various new devices and new ranges of devices to go in the software. Um, generally, if it's one or two devices, we're usually quite quick. We get them in usually within sort of 14 days. But um, if you're looking at a whole range of devices, so a whole, let's say, you know, uh, manufacturer XYZ brought out a new new range of MCCBs, we would then spend time with that manufacturer, go through all that data and put it in the software, share that information with the manufacturer. They can then give us feedback if there's any information that's wrong. And then we roll it out as part of a full update then for those clients, uh, which does take a bit longer. So it does can take a couple of months to get a full range of devices in there. There, but, but generally we have all the most uh, popular you know, devices and uses uh, and manufacturers that uh, a lot of the people out there do use. I can attest to your uh, input and your proactiveness or reactiveness as it is to sort of uh, adapt these things because I phoned you up a few months ago to ask you to look at a particular scenario, which was, you know, you know what I'm like, very pedantic about some bits and pieces. And I've got to say, say you took it on board and you went away. And literally, we've, I've got to say, it felt like 24 hours. You, you delivered it, you took on board it, and a couple of extra options were built into the software. So very intuitive and very reactive organisation. What's the vision? Is it nearly the full item or you, do you have other plans? Does it go further? Oh, it always goes further. The, the key thing about Electrical OM, we, we, we're trying to build a piece of software that works with the modern methods of construction. Too often now you see so many softwares and, and historic softwares that people are using that just haven't moved with the times. It doesn't, 
it doesn't work within the realms of how construction is now done and how work is being done for the various companies. We find companies are having to bend around the software to actually make that work. Whereas we've taken the approach of well, what do customers need? What do these companies need to in order to do the job that they need to do? When when someone comes to us and says, we need to be able to get this information into Revit or we need to be able to do something like Gary was saying before where he had to permit things for short circuit protection and those sorts of things. We took a look at the regulations and the requirements and then we built that ability into the software. So where someone comes across that situation, the options are available and they can produce a design which is actually being put into practice in, in control. So is there any sense of it being an AI thing? Is there a time coming when you can put in a basic description of an installation and it will actually work it out for you? Is that impossible? I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's not something we're actively looking at, certainly not. The big thing about electrical OM is it's a tool. It is a purely a tool. For, Any, for a skilled person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you can't take away that human element of engineering judgment. All the information is laid out clearly for you. So you can, as a designer, make the necessary engineering judgments and choices to make a, a, a compliant design. Uh, we try and help with that. So where we have information in the regulations, if you're putting in a particular type of cable, we take away the options where the regulations say, well, actually, you can't put this cable in a basket tray. You can't. Yeah, nice. Drug. But everything else stays in place. So all the engineering judgment and the ability there is to do it, but we're, we're trying to take away the the error and we're trying to make things quicker and easier for, for engineers. So, you know, you, you can create a board and then you can save that and use it in different projects as well. You know, you can template systems and you can have things already pre-built. So maybe you're doing a hotel. You might have a hotel set up for a distribution board type. All that data is already pre-built and you can just bring that into your project as many times as you need. It, we're trying to help speed up the processes, reduce time, reduce the number of errors and, you know, the software really flags up that information. And presumably at the end of the process, you can produce schematics, you can produce all the necessary paperwork. Yes, relevant yeah, it, and you see it as you're building it. It's all there in front of you. So you, you're, you're, you're moving your schematics around, you're putting your data in there as you're doing it, and you're building your frames, your various information. And then at the end, when you finish, you just hit your print button, it puts it into a, a format which is uh, globally used in terms of various m and &E files and, and those sorts of things. So I was just going to chip in there to say that if you've got a 36-way board feeding other boards, what about certificates? Can it print those? Populate all of that to, the, to a greater extent to save time? Yeah, absolutely. So within the software, once you once you've done this, we have the mobile app. Uh, any contractor can download the mobile app. There's no there's no restriction on it, um, but it works directly in conjunction with the software itself. So you would then complete your design. You export that file. Uh, it can be received on a tablet or a mobile device with all the information about the the whole topology of the system, uh, all the protected devices, all the cables that should have been installed, and the engineer can go around placing all their test results. Uh, but once those test results come back into the software. We can also do checks against those test results against the design data. So immediately the software will flag up where cables are actually much longer than the, the design may, may have allowed for and these sorts of things. So uh, queries can be made, you know, you can you can raise any particular issues. Maybe they've had to change a route of a cable on a particular installation um, and those sorts of things. But um, the, the software helps with all that, with all that information. I, I pride myself on trying to bring journalistic rigour to these things and, and prod for the weaknesses. I, I can't hear one. This sounds amazing, this stuff. It's Come on, Gary, give it, give it, <clears throat> let's challenge Spencer to defend something. <laughs> when you're younger and you talk about a computer, my parents used to say to me, garbage in, garbage out. So you, you need to be a technical person to know this, surely. Surely you've got to have an understanding of 7671 to start understanding, like you said, about the, the taking out the errors so you can't p 
you can't put single court cables in, in basket tray, for example. It just it's not permitted. So that that will alleviate that. So there will be some uh, methods that you know can streamline things, but there's got to be some things in there that somebody's not going to fully understand. But there's error checking built in, I presume. So it's a case of what I know. I'm now applying into that. So can you see advantages? You can't find any, oh. can you? No, other than the learning curve, it, I suppose what I'm thinking of is that if there was one circuit, and we say this all the time, and, and any organisation you know that's worth their salt will say the exact same thing, is designing one circuit is probably simpler to do manually. But if you're doing multiples there, you've got rep- repetition. So if, you, if you've got a suite of shops or a hotel or something like that, then you can transfer that around. Because obviously once you've got one and thing... It, and it takes away human error. I mean, you know, we, we all know that... Late at night, you're doing a design, and maybe you just slip on. A I was doing some. I was doing some consultancy about two months ago, and this gentleman had done a thirty-six, but forty flats, and they had to manually bring in all these cables. I, I knew the lengths. We knew they were all the same size cables, sixteen mil armored, blah 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 blah. And we had to fill in this certificate manually. If we'd have done all that in the CAD software, that would have just been a simple process of click the button, authenticate, sort of check to make sure there's no errors, and then print the button, and out come the certificates. Save I think, days. I think we've heard enough. Uh, Spencer, you mentioned the university offer. How, if a university person is listening and wants to take advantage, what do they do? Well, it's not just universities. Obviously, there's colleges, just general colleges who, who are training. Maybe you're doing 2396. Maybe you're doing test inspection, whatever it might be. The software is available out there. You can contact us directly. You can go to the website. We're, we're very contactable. And we will just give you licenses. We're, we're not asking for anything for them. Well, it, it's there. Can I use it on my design course then? Yeah, absolutely. So we we currently, <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No, we we, we currently release. haven't done. <laughs> oh, promote it. We we're currently building in um, some additional functionality uh, online. So if you are a private educator as well, there is going to be like a portal system where you can register an email address, and then if you've got students who are doing distance learning, they will have temporary access to a full version of the pot. Uh, of the software for you know the duration of the course wherever long they need to do to help produce the projects and those sorts of things we're trying to open it up so that there's a real valuable educational tool as well as an actual tool for being used in construction the, well I've, I've found a negative not a negative in the product but a negative in in the, the, the visualization of where the industry wants to take this commercially design courses are like five days but there's so much to cover in there that it would be difficult to bring in large elements of, of time so I suppose, really, you could offer a price and then say, for an extra day, we could spend the whole day on, on the software to train people to get ready for all this. So it, it maybe watching videos or actually real time in front of a computer desk station is take on board what you learn and now apply it. That would be great. Yeah. Well, like, so that's what some of the, what we're trying to produce in these YouTube videos. Yes, I, I've been talking to the, some real key trainers and industry leaders here, and I'd like to see that we could make an influence change here because I think that we've gone down a path, which is a quick cutthroat approach to getting training done, but obviously the long-term solution is for people to move into a proper design environment so there's a career path for people to go. But you need another day on, on a course. Now, commercially, that's driven by price, Right, whereas experience has got to be worth it. So I think working with some people, they would recognise the benefits of this. So I'm going to be talking to them. Well, watch this space. We watch that space, Spencer. Fascinating to hear from you, and it sounds like terrific stuff. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Great work for the industry as well. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us. Today. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks to Spencer Henry from Modexoft for a look at the state of the art of CAD design in the industry, and also Gary Gundry for his insights. How comfortable are you with the advances? Are you already a fiendish CAD designer or do you still cherish the drawing board and slide rule? Whatever your thoughts, I hope you found the discussion useful and informative. Check out other podcasts from the Electrical Safety Network. I'm Dave Austin. 
Thanks for listening. 